Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 101 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. Sorry, I'm a little bit late, but it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, Friday, Friday. We made it to the end of the week, guys. January uh, 14th, 2022. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it is starting to get a little bit colder here in Chicago. Hopefully, you guys are staying warm. Everyone listening on the podcast, hope you're having a good run out there today. Hopefully, it's not too windy where you are. I had a lot of wind today. Um, I definitely had to move my workout around a little bit so that way I could have all my work sessions uh, or work portions and the tailwind and all like the warm up and cool down and all that stuff was in the headwind. So I had to move things around a little bit. Again, I'm unabashed about um, reconfiguring my workout so I could have as much tailwind as possible. Definitely did that today, but nevertheless, I was still a little bit cold. Uh, hopefully that you're not having any problems with headwind where you are. If you're listening to this on the run and everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome to you guys too. Glad you made it over to the new channel, uh, where the live streams are going to be. And hopefully you're sitting back with a nice recovery beverage and relaxing on your weekend, or maybe watching this before your run on Saturday, whatever the case may be. Welcome to you guys too. And welcome to everyone who is watching live. Thanks everybody for making it over. It's been a full week now. Um, on the new channel, and uh, I think I think we're starting to get most of the people back, most people back. So that's, I think that's good. Let's see who we got in the chat. We got Brendan Cam coming and saying, "Yo, what's going on, Brendan?" And Randon Lewis says, "Hi everyone. What's better, Nimbus Light or the 24? For me, it's the Nimbus Light, right? So I I like that one a lot better. The Nimbus 24. I think that there's something going on with between like what's going on with the Trustic system and the gel. There's a little bit of um." that gel underneath the forefoot is like kind of poking me a little bit. So I feel that I could run in it great up till about like seven or eight miles. Then that starts to bother me. So I'm hoping that like with further running, I mean, I've already got 30 miles in the shoe, but I'm hoping that maybe with a little bit more time uh, that'll go away and I'll just have like a nice shoe. But um, right now it's like, it's limited in how I can use it. Nimbus 20, the Nimbus like three, I don't have that problem at all. Um, and basically the way I think of it is if someone likes a little bit more structure to their shoes, go with the Nimbus Lite 24. If you don't uh, need that and you feel like something that's a little bit more neutral, then uh, go with the Nimbus Lite 3. That's how I kind of decide those two. All right. JC says, hey, everybody. Vincent says, hey, guys. Stephanie says, hey, TGIF. TGIF, indeed. Do you guys remember that? TGIF, it was on ABC. If you were uh, pretty much a, uh, a loner like I was uh, as an adolescent, well, for me, it was in adolescence, like preteen and teenage years. TGIF was like a two-hour block of shows on Friday night. I mean, you guys I watched Full House. I mean, perfect. it was like Perfect Strangers, Full House. Then there was uh, Step by Step. And there was a fourth show, I think. I, I can't remember which one it was. Um, but like... I think TGIF existed and that was on ABC, but that existed before must see TV on Thursday. Remember that? Do you guys remember that? Anyone? Every time someone says TGIF, that's what I think about. I think about um, Carl Winslow, who then became a, a part of a spinoff show, Family Matters with Urkel. You guys remember Urkel? But Carl Winslow was originally a character. He was a security guard in the Chicago Tribune Tower for the show Perfect Strangers. With Larry Appleton and Balky Bartokamus. Yeah. So I, th yeah, those shows, those shows bring me back every time I see them. Every time I see them. I'm going to scroll down and see if anyone else um, re remembers that. Yeah. Stephanie says Family Matters too. Yeah. That was such a good show with the Winslows. Um, that, that, that was, um, that, I really enjoyed that show. Um, all right. Uh, Stevie76 says, Oh, wow. Wait, look at this. Fantaflis Dopke said, did a 4 a.m. long run today because he's got the booster at nine. I mean, that's the way to get it in. But that's that's real dedication. I, I might have maybe I mean, I maybe if you had the booster at nine, if the schedule allowed, I maybe then might like right away would have gone for a long run. 4 a.m. long runs are tough. That's definitely tough. I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, CR said, here comes the weekend. Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to it. Although it's been like a weird week. So it feels like it's been a short week for me because my kids were out of school the first couple of days. Uh, so it's been, it's been, everything's been off as usual, as things have been for the last like, you know, two years. <laughs> Mark Ingham's here, says, yo, what's going on? And I am half Pedro is back and says, good Friday, folks. 
Awesome. Adam says he had 60-ish degrees yesterday and now snow's on its way. Welcome to Denver. All right. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. All right. Stevie76 says, I'm placing bets on Dr. Josh making the OTQ of 218 in Houston. Any takers? Hmm. That's a good bet. What is his current PB, though? I'm trying to think. What does he run? Where is he at? You know, I come to think of it, I don't know offhand what, what his PB is. I know he's a really fast runner. Keeps it spicy. But um, I actually don't know what his full marathon time is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to be trying to find a way to watch the Houston Marathon on TV this week. Because, which I normally don't. Um, but, um, well, this year, I'm going to see it, you know, see if maybe I can see Dr. Josh on TV. That'd be fun. But also both Dakota Linworm and Annie Frisbee, Minnesota distance elite teammates and recent Puma signed athletes are, I think they're both running the half. So like, that'll be interesting to see as well. The only other time that I think I've watched TV coverage of the Houston marathon or half marathon was the time Ben Barrows um, ran the half marathon and he ended up running with the elite women and he got like a bunch of TV time because he's tall and he was like literally head and shoulders above all the other women. That, that was, that was really funny. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> um, all right. Adam Fierce wants to know Nimbus light or magic speed. I prefer, I mean, they're two, for me, they're two different shoes. Um, but if I'm going to pick one of those two, I would pick the Nimbus Light. The Magic Speed, I feel like is like a, a semi-plated Evo ride. The foam is a bit firm and you're like, I don't understand this shoe. But then you run fast in it and then it just rolls with you. And even though it's firm, it doesn't feel firm when you're moving faster. So it's kind of like a counterintuitive shoe in a lot of ways. Um, and it works, but still overall the sensation is a bit of a firmness um it's effective but not always the most comfortable um the nimbus light i'm i'm very i'm very excited about the nimbus light i can i can run in that shoe all the time i think strokes strokes eight says finally got a workout in after a few icy sidewalks a few weeks of icy sidewalks in the chicago suburbs north band trail all iced up still don't mind the cold, but the ice is still tough to deal with. Oh, is it is it still icy? I'm gonna go up there tomorrow with my running buddy, so <laughs> I'll let you guys. I I think maybe maybe I'll I'll head out in the Peregrine um, tomorrow uh, if it's gonna be icy out there because uh, we're just gonna go out for an easy run. Um, he lives up by the North Branch Trail, so that's kind of where I think we'll be on the. I think we're technically we start out on the spur or extension and then we get to the north branch trail so uh yeah wish us luck i guess but thanks for the heads up all right jc says on tjf hanging with mr cooper that was a good show too do you remember that oh man that was a good one um stevie 76 says when when i was watching tjf i was an elite preteen loner <laughs> i was very elite at being a loner i watched a lot of television um yeah not, not a very full social calendar back then. Um, yeah. Frank says that Carl Winslow was also a police officer at Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. I mean, that was his like thing. He was like typecast for a while where all he did was play cops. Right. But I mean, he had the cop look. I mean, he looked like a cop. Right. So, I mean, I felt like um, that was, that was, uh, that was very amazing. I don't think he was the same character from, like Nakatomi and Die Hard. He wasn't the same character in Die Hard as he was in Perfect Strangers, but he was the same character in Perfect Strangers as in um, Family Matters. And that was like, that was officially recognized as a spinoff too. Because remember, I think it was Harriet. Harriet was the elevator operator in, uh, in Perfect Strangers in the Tribune Tower. And Larry worked in the basement. He was a, a reporter for the Tribune, right? Um, and, uh, and Harry like was the sassy lady in the in the elevator, um, which uh, there are still some buildings in Chicago that do have elevator operators. Um, not, I mean, usually it's like the freight elevators. It's more of a security reason than it is um, for practical <laughs> reasons. But yeah, that still does exist. Um, but yeah, 
if if I'm remembering my characters correctly, that's what I think is going on. Mm. Chris Dyke says, it's times like this, I wish I had YouTube premium to lock the screen and put away the phone. Also typing and jogging is not easy. Well, I appreciate the effort there. That's a lot. But I agree with you that sometimes like I will want to like turn on a YouTube video and I'm okay with just listening to it, even though, you know, it's a video and a visual platform. Sometimes I'm like, I could just listen to this. Cause like if, especially if like other people are reviewing shoes, you know, uh, I, I always try to not watch other people's reviews before I do a review or if it's a shoe that I think I'm going to review. But if it's a shoe, I know I'm not going to look at like certain like trail shoes for for example, or if it's something of a, a shoe that I've already reviewed, and I want to listen to what the person said about it, then um, sometimes like when I'm walking, you know, to go pick up the kids or stuff, I would really enjoy being able to do that. But if you turn the screen off, YouTube turns off too. It doesn't just keep playing. It's not like a podcast or, um, or music. But yeah, if you have YouTube premium, maybe I should get YouTube premium. I don't know. Hmm. Vincent says of... Um, was Balky Greek though? I thought he was just like in like just kind of like mysterious or vaguely like Eastern European or something. I didn't I don't remember if he was Greek or not. Um but Vincent said Balky was the this Greek Greek kids hope to be on TV. Yeah, I can I can understand that though. Cuz it's I mean it's, I mean there there wasn't a lot of representation of people um back in like the 80s and early 90s. Um, Andrew said, do I sign up for the Club Paris 2 2024 website? If so, how many points are you at? I haven't. I'm going to write that down because I forgot to write that down the other day. I got my phone out here. I have a running note of things that I need to remember to do from the things that you guys remind me of. Um, you know, I was going to, and speaking of that, like that's, that's through, yeah, it's for, it's through Garmin, right? And I was going, I was about to buy a Garmin watch the other day. So I'm like, ah, it's been a while since I bought a Garmin. And after I got lost a bunch of times um, over uh, the holidays when I was at my sister's house, I was like, all right, I'm going to get the 945. I'm just going to get the 945. I need the, I need the maps. I want topo maps. I want to be able to see where I am on the map, not just a breadcrumb trail map. And I was going to get it. And then I was like, oh, it's CES. Garmin's announcing watches. The venue too. And then some other watch, I don't remember what it is. And then people were like, oh, the Phoenix 7 is probably going to come out soon too. So I've been waiting on the Phoenix 7 because I was like, I don't want to spend like $600 on a watch and then be like, oh, they should have just spent a little bit more and then gotten the Phoenix 7 and that's new and people will be more interested in that. So I'm waiting for the Phoenix 7 to release before I review another Garmin. But I have a feeling I'm just going to end up waiting a long time. I don't know. All right. Martha says, hi, more good news. Tendonized result, 90% overnight. So I should be back to running sooner than expected. Well, that's great news. That's fantastic to hear. Awesome. Um, David Warboys, talk about dedication, says, I run at 3 a.m. before work. Oh, yeah. That's very early. That's very early. Um, Frank says, wasn't Balky Bartakamus just poor man's latka? What's latka? I, I'm not... I'm not getting the reference there. Hmm. And Runner J says, hey, all, we're going on an assignment while listening. Yay, Friday. All right. Um, yeah. Good luck on the assignment, Runner J. All right. Um, one of the things I want to talk about today. Oh, wait. Stephanie says that Nell Rojas and Sarah Hall are running the half two. In Houston? Wait, so Nell Rojas, Sarah Hall, Annie Frisbee, and Dakota Linrum are running the same half marathon? Holy crap. I mean, I guess it's a it's kind of a tune-up race for all of them. Because aren't... No, I don't think Annie Frisbee is. But all the rest of them are running um, Boston. So, but, yeah. Whoa. That's amazing. Yeah, that, I mean, if there isn't, like, big... Like, I think Houston does a good job. If my understanding is that it's usually live streamed on like the local like NBC affiliate like website, so I, hopefully we can tune in that way. Hmm. Mm. 
Cody Davis says, I don't know if you saw or not, but Brittany Charbonneau won every race of the Adobe Challenge. First person, female or male, to win every race of the challenge. I saw that um, she was interviewed on Alley on the Run show. I haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet. What I did, but I but I am very excited to to listen to that one. Um, basically, all of my community on TikTok was like at the Dopey Challenge. So like I've been seeing nothing but Dopey Challenge videos on TikTok for like the last several days. Um, so I'm excited to see that, to, to listen to that podcast. Um, but what I listened to today, that was like, the, and that's what the prompt is for today's uh, live stream, was I was thinking of listening to, which podcast was that? I know I know the logo. It's like the big T. Um, and what is it? Yeah, it was the running pod. Uh, oh, sorry, it's going by Traxta. That's what the T is. The running pod by Traxta. They were talking about like what, they think um, track and field needs to become like more popular, to become a bigger sport, um, to get more just people interested in in running. And it's similar to some of the stuff that we talked about. Was it yesterday? The other day, sometime this week. And um, they were talking about like the two things that they kind of talked about were it needs beer and and gambling. Like those are the two like sports betting like. You could bet on who comes in first, maybe a trifecta, bet on like the first three. I don't know the names of any other horsing, horse racing bets, but um, but they're like talking about all those those kinds of things. And then also like just making sure that there's like beer and concessions and stuff. Um, but like I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of sports betting. I don't I don't sports bet, probably because I don't really watch sports. But um yeah, I don't know. Do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Like, do you guys, I just feel like it, for a sport that's already having a hard time just like managing doping, like I just feel like introducing gambling to the sport is just like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that's a great, great idea. I don't know. Um, all right. While you guys are thinking about that, Stephanie says she's going to DM me the list of elites racing. There's quite a few this year. All right. I'm very excited for that. I do want to see that. Um, yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, JC says, Alaka is from Taxi, Andy Kaufman's character. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever really seen that show. It's a little bit before me. So I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm, I've just missed that one. So I won't get any of the, uh, the references. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right, let's scroll down a little bit further. Uh, Mark says, yeah, money and gambling changes things. But like you said, it could lift it up as well. Viewership is mo of most sports can often be correlated to betting. I think it's so strange to see like the commercials right now. Like I don't really watch football anymore. Football was like the last pro sport. Base it was like I used to watch a lot of basketball and baseball. And then I kind of like stopped watching basketball and I was every once in a while watching baseball and then sometimes football and then football was the one because I was like, yeah, it's once a week. It's a smaller commitment. Um, but even then I started, stopped kind of watching football too. Um, but it's strange to me now when I do watch any of those sports that like half the commercials are about sports betting. And I'm like, this is so weird. Um, just cause like one of my major memories, like watching baseball growing up, it was like everyone talking about Pete Rose. So like, it just seems really strange to me still. Um, I don't think I'll ever really get used to it. And, and Frank says like, also who wants mobsters scoping out high school track teams? Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like then social media posts become very different because then it's like, well, now that's inform inside information. Someone's got a niggle. Uh-oh. Or like if someone's putting like, uh, you know, an Instagram reel together of like repeat 400s on the track. And like, it's not just people watching it to see like, you know, a good workout. People are like, oh, well, I don't know. He looked, he didn't look quite as sharp as I think he should. So I just, I think it does change things, but it is an interesting idea if viewership of sports changes with betting. I don't know. I feel like I would feel more comfortable betting on a human running around a track than a horse run or a dog running around the track, I would say. Because I feel like at least the human has more um, will, you know, or control of, over that situation 
than the dog or, or a horse does. So I guess I don't think it's that bad of an idea. I mean, it does it exist in some place? I mean, it's got to exist somewhere, right? I don't know. Um, Mark says, like, betting running races like horses would be wild. I'd throw a few bucks here or there. I think I probably would, too. But here's, like, my main question. Like, have you guys ever been to a horse, horse track? We used to go to the – there was a horse track in, where – I don't know if there still is. But in college, we used to go on Fridays. I think it was a Friday. There was, a, there was like, a summer where we all went to the horse track, like, for the entire summer, like, every Friday. Because it was, like, cheap wings and Bud Lights for, like, a couple hours. And so we would go do that. And then uh, I had no idea how to bet. So I just like randomly pick uh, a couple bucks on a horse or something like that. And some of my buddies got really into it and they were like, well, you, you got to do is you got to do the box and then the something. And then I'm like, I don't think you're speaking English. And they were like, well, just look at the, just look at this program. And there's like just sheets of numbers. And I'm like, I don't understand what any of these numbers means. But, um, but what I do think would be interesting is like, you know, for horse racing, they have the horses like march out. So you get a chance to like look at the horse and also the jockey to see like what colors they're wearing or whatever. I don't know. It's like a, there's like a little mini parade before the horse race. I mean, I guess like you kind of have that already with running when people are doing their warm ups. Maybe they're doing some strides. They're kind of already doing that. But like there's time in between the little parade and then the start of the race for people to like they get their look and then they run and go bet, you know. I don't know. I just think that'd be really strange. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I guess more people would watch, but is, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's strange. It's a strange idea to me. Yeah, Sean Moore says, I haven't thought about this much, but in a world where countless jobs have been lost, I think it's good. But humans being humans, we're going to have so much corruption, LOL. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Brendan says, like, definitely feel it could increase viewership and engagement for the sport if betting was increased. People love that thrill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it would certainly make, like, um, like the Boston Marathon, like, like elite field announcement even more exciting, right? Like, that would be amazing because then you're like, like, the odds would change. It's kind of like, you know, if you were to, like, say, bet on the Bears on, like, day one of preseason in Vegas to win the Super Bowl, that's like, you know the odds are very different on day one than it is like, you know, six games into the season. So that kind of thing, I think what would be great. I, I mean, if I would accept, here's the trade that I would make. I would definitely take the trade of allowing just like horse racing style betting on track meets. If we also get like Super Bowl like prop bets, like um, in a 10,000 meter race, is someone going to fall? Like, not that I'd be rooting for someone to fall, but like, you know, like weird bets, like, or is, is, will anyone lose a shoe? Is someone going to get lapped? I don't know. Those all seem kind of like the falling and the lapping one seem kind of mean, but there's got to be some sort of like prop bet the way to make it just like, also like just entertaining kind of like in the way of like, you know, how long will the singer hold a note in uh, this, you know, in singing the national anthem you know, is the coin toss going to be heads or tails? You know, that kind of thing. There's got to be some ways to make it a little bit more. Have so I, 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 Those are the kinds of bets that I like. Like the idea of betting, like, is, you know, is Sarah Hall going to beat Nell Rojas in the Boston Marathon this year? Like that kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to make that kind of bet. I love thinking about the rankings, but I don't know. I think it just is a, well, I don't know. I guess I'm not that against it. All right, Melvin Eubank. I love this. Valky wasn't Greek. That's what I thought. He's from the fictional island of Mipos. I don't know what background he was trying to portray in Beverly Hills Cop, though. And Laka was Andy Kaufman's character in Taxi. Yeah. Um, like, I remember, what what show was it where, like, there was, like, a weird marriage? I think, I, think I'm, I might be conflating it with another TGIF show, but there was a weird ceremony where like you walk around the table a couple times with like a piece of cloth while you're holding hands with someone and all of a sudden you're married um yeah i don't know that was a really weird like uh trope that you would see that we used to see that a lot in like the 90s in, involving like americans and foreigners you know this is also the same time where there was like 
the WWF or the WWE, whatever you want to call it, had like Sergeant Slaughter as main characters. So it was a different time, I guess. Mm. Stevie 76 says bet on the weather forecast. Yeah, see that that's the kind of thing that I would want to bet on. Like, is it going to rain like a, a bet now? Like you go bet, place your bet now. Is it going to rain on uh, uh, Patriots Day 2022? I feel like Yuki Kawuchi is running. So odds are I would bet yes on that one. So, you know, that that's the kind of thing that I think is kind of fun. I would, I would like to take that bet. <laughs> uh, Sean wants to know if, if my dad ever drug, drug me to the Meadowlands. I went to, um, I never saw a football game at the Meadowlands, but I went to Brendan Burn Arena where the Devils played. I think it changed several names several times since then. I don't, you know, but like, yeah, I think I went to like uh, one or two. I think I, I don't know if I saw the Nets play ever, but I saw the Devils play um, over in the Meadowlands. Yeah, I still don't really understand how like they do that where it's like both the New York Jets and the New York Giants played in the Meadowlands, which was in New Jersey. I never understood that. Well, I mean, it's kind of, I guess it's like the San Francisco Giants playing, what is it, San Jose or something like that? Palo Alto? I don't know. It's not in San Francisco. Yeah. Sean Devlin says, <laughs> this would be, I mean, I think this works. Like in horse racing, you bet on the horse who poops right before the race. Not sure about the running version of that. There, It's a direct port. It's a direct port. You just you have to figure out. You got to figure out who pooped right before the race or not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we monitor that or, or what, but like, uh, I mean, maybe you just self-identify. I don't know. You can like kind of like give a special like a hand signal to the crowd as you're doing your parade walk. Like, yep, I I hit the porta potty first. So, yeah. Um, Frank says, Kirin racing in Japan is probably the closest thing to dog slash horse racing with humans. I don't know what that is. Hmm. I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, Adam says, isn't sport betting widespread in Europe? Everything from Premier League to tennis. I think it is over there. Um, which may be why, like, on tracks today, they're a little bit more comfortable like talking about it, but you know, I feel like I've heard like, um, like Chris Chavez and I don't know some of his friends, I forget their names, um, that have been on some of like the, um, trials and miles track, like, uh, broadcast. I don't think they talked about it during the trials and mile broadcast, but I think they have heard them talk and discuss like if sports betting were allowed in track and field. Um, I feel like if it were, it would cause an instant proliferation in, um, sports betting podcasting uh on track and field like road racing and stuff like that as well um so that i mean like not that that's like a reason to do it but i also think that um where was i going with that i lost my train of thought i saw something outside it distracted me i'll get it i'll get it ever anyway um sean marshall wants to know what's the over under on today's live stream numbers um we're at 52 concurrent viewers right now you know i think i think uh now it's 52 people just left they don't they don't like the betting talk i guess um but yeah i think that we're going to end somewhere around the 51 minute mark and uh, i think we've already peaked in terms of number of concurrent viewers so that's kind of where i'll put i'll put the over under um cody davis says like i think track and field needs more athletes like usain bolt not sure what to do about longer distances, maybe a points race or some type of scratch race over 5K. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about the other day. Like, I think I think team sports or series makes more sense. Something where you're running maybe a shorter distance, but multiple times. So I think, like, if you think about track and field, it like, emphasizes just, like, um, either the person who can run the longest distance the fastest, like a marathon, or the shortest distance the fastest. Um like the 100 meters and to simplify it it's whoever can run the fastest one time now i know for the 100 for many of the track races you have to run many heats to get to the final but the ultimate idea is that you're running the one race 
once. But I think that like, uh, I mean, looking at things like Super League and triathlon, is that what they call it? Super League, right? Super League triathlon, um, where it's like you're doing it, um, you're doing multiple rounds of swim, bike, run. Uh, and you're doing it like every week. I think that like um, maybe there's some way to have the sport where I don't, I don't know how you would do it, but like something in between a 100 meter final and um, watching someone do a workout of like 16 times 400 meter reps on the track, like somewhere in there, there's something that's a little bit more spectator friendly. You know, so I just don't know what that is, but you know, I think I think you were kind of talking about the same thing, Cody. Adam says things like betting and fantasy get in the way for me. I don't do them. I'd rather root for who I want to win as a fan than who I bet it on. That's what I wanted to say before before I lost my train of thought. Is like, um, I think I would prefer to have fantasy something sort of team sports um, in track and field and and road running and road racing rather than betting. But I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand. I don't think you could really have one without the other, but like, I think it would make it more interesting to have. I mean, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you would cobble together fantasy sports for track and field. Um, given that like, you know, there isn't like a league, there isn't even one like major, I mean, there's diamond league is like, I think getting to that point, but like, um, like how do you have like, Track and field lacks the repetitiveness that other spectator sports have. Like tennis players play multiple matches throughout the year. Um, baseball has 163, 160 something games a year. Football has one well, now 17 weeks of regular season. You know, basketball has, I don't remember how many games a season of basketball, but there's repetition. And even within those games, you know, it's not like, the game isn't like, can someone make one three-pointer? They have one shot at it. You know, there's, it goes to, there's a back and forth, you know, so there's um, room for drama to build that way. So like um, that kind of repetition also makes the sport interesting, but also allows for that repetition allows for fantasy sports kind of numbers to get compiled. I don't know how you would do that for running, but I would love to see that. I think that I think would get me a lot more interested in like some of the smaller races that you know, people may not otherwise pay attention to. Um, I also think that just simply having video available of those races would also get me really in, interested in it too. So like, um, I'm sure if I really looked for it and wanted to pay for it, I could see like a, a video replay of the cross country championships that were recently held for the U S but I haven't like, it's not like just popping up in my feed in YouTube, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I think that that's also a really big area of need, you know, and I guess I really need to put my money where my mouth is, is what I need to say, but, you know, um, so, but I also feel like, you know, like where track and field is at, like, there's this weird tension that I hear in a lot of conversations that are like this, where people will say like, well, like you got to pay for it people right now need to pay for it so that way it can gather enough financial support so that way it can start getting bigger and bigger and the other end of it and the kind of the end that i'm at on it is well some of these other like kind of vested interests that are already putting on these events need to make it easier to watch so that you build the audience and then the money kind of follows right the money doesn't build the audience the audience builds the money is kind of how i think of it so I don't know. That's my rant today. We don't have to keep talking about that if you guys want, want, want to, but just thought that, yeah. Um, Jeff Elliott says, um, yeah, that Chavez Gladwell thing with Molly's sister, Izzy, was great. Yeah, I, th I also think that, like, you know, I think right now, I think, um, I forget what it, what book the book was called, but it kind of went over kind of the evolution or the growth of uh, both tennis and golf as uh, from like clubhouse and like country club sports to professional sports. Uh, one of the things that book talked about was, you know, each sport had spectacles, stars, people that were that individuals that people were willing to like go and pay to see. 
and doing these kind of like one-off events before there was like a formal kind of league and series. And I feel like stuff like that is great for the sport, I think. Yeah, and Izzy won. Um, and the post-race interview was by um, Ali on the run. Um, so I was like, yeah, I was like all sorts of different parts of my, like my social media running experience were in the same frame. There was Chris Chavez, Malcolm Gladwell, which I just think is amazing. Um, and I love the fact that he's a runner. And then Izzy Seidel and then Ali on the run, all in like a, all in the same frame at the same time. It was just really crazy. Um, Will Gravel says, he's not planning on doing a spring marathon this year, not for any COVID reasons, but I'm feeling burnt out on the marathon after many consecutive training blocks. Going to do track this spring instead. I think that's a great idea. And I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see like the marathon is proliferating really big. And I think people like Molly Seidel are certainly helping it. Sarah Hall are certainly helping it. Des, Shalane, like they're making the marathon huge. Um, but, you know, frankly, the marathon can be for everyone, but doesn't have to be for everyone. Right. So like, I would love to see if more half marathons became more standalone events and not like the other shorter distance you can do if you don't want to run the full. Um, and I would love to see more people do track meets as well. Cause I just think that's fun. I'd like to see track meets get, you know, more popular, kind of like how five K's are really popular, you know, but that's cool. Yeah. Mark says like, you know, there'd have to be some sort of marathon league if we're going to do fantasy sports and a lot of top runners would have to commit to a whole season. It'd be grueling. Yeah. But I think that like, you know, you take those marathoners and instead make them run like every two weeks run a 10k now it's not going to be the fastest 10k ever but it's not about running just the fastest 10k it's about being able to run the fastest 10k over the season right so kind of just like in professional sports well not that running is a professional sport but in some of the bigger spectator sports um like professional football for example it's not always about like who can just win once you got to make it through the the full regular season and it's grueling and there's injuries and um there's different weather that you have to deal with and travel and there's just there's a lot there and then you have to make it through a playoff so that's like you not only have to be good you have to be good consistently so like you know i think that that would be something like you know take the best marathoners and make them run 10k seems weird but you know but they're also doing it like um in a traveling fashion every two weeks and i don't know does that get boring after a while? Maybe. I don't know. But if it's in different cities and yeah, I don't know. Mm. All right. Sean Marshall says, Mike, thanks for the recommendation on tights. My rabbit tights with the Z and the rebel version two are on their way right now. I'll help you enjoy. I do really like the rabbit tights. I don't know. Like I, I don't need, like I have a lot of tights, so I don't need to pick up two, but that's one where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll get another one. Um, because like one, I like stuff that's I mean, I have a lot of stuff that is like shoe branded, like ASICs tights that are also really good. But I prefer stuff that's like from brands that don't also make shoes. Um, because that just makes it easier for me when I run and I'm trying to make a, a shoe video. So uh, it's not a rule. No one has ever told me that I shouldn't, you know, mix and match, but I just kind of think it's easier for me if I do it that way. Um, and the rabbit ones are perfect. Good amount of pockets, extra, extra warm. Yeah. Cody Evans wants to know if I shave my legs before a race that, I mean, that could be a prop bet too. Like, you know, someone going to shave their legs. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever shaved my legs. I didn't shave my legs before I swam my triathlon, but you know, whether I shave my legs or not, that wasn't going to make a big difference because I'm a terrible swimmer. Uh, but no, I have not shaved my legs before a race. You know, what I was watching today um, is I was watching for some reason this popped up in my YouTube feed. Oh, it's because I was looking at all these Mo Farah videos because I was for today's video. I kind of referenced the Mo Farah Pegasus. And uh, so I was watching that and then YouTube started feeding me more um, Mo Farah videos. And one was the NBC sports replay of uh, the 10,000 meters at, at the London Olympics, 2012. 
it's weird to me that the London Olympics were 10 years ago. It's just really bizarre. Um, but, uh, you know, Mo Farah won. Uh, Galen came in second. And Kenanisa Bekele's younger brother, I think it was his brother, came in third. I think Bekele was in it. I think he came in fourth or maybe fifth. Um, the final kick on the last, like, basically 500 meters of that race. It was absolutely mind-blowing, unbelievable. Um, but then it made me think, they were talking about how Bekele is 30 in the 2012 Olympics. Is he 40 now? Is he really? Like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I knew he was like not the youngest marathoner anymore, but I didn't realize he was 40. Not that that's old. I'm older than that. But um, for someone that were like, oh, he might be able to still break the world record. It seems like it might be a little old, but I guess the definition of old, especially in an endurance sport is certainly changing right now. So um, Cody Davis says, can we change the name of the half marathon? Like, oh, you only did a half. <laughs> no, I ran 13.1 miles. I've been saying this for years and I do like the way that they do it in Europe where it's like you either ran the 42 or you ran the 21. So like that, that I like, I do like the way they also, they handle it in triathlon where you can run, do like a 70.3 Ironman or the 140. I think they just call it Ironman. I think you run, I don't know what. Yeah. But anyway, they don't, call, I guess they still do call it a half Ironman, but they can also call it 70.3. So I like that. So I do think that it needs to be called something different than half fire, half marathon. Cause I, I don't like that name either, but I mean, cause like, especially cause that's my favorite distance to race. So yeah. But like to say like, Oh yeah. I mean, not that I care. I don't get like a special, special kind of pride from saying I run marathons. I like them. Um, and it's an elusive, uh, it's an elusive race. It's hard to master. Um, but um, I also really enjoy racing half marathons, mainly because I think you can do them more frequently. Jeff, mm -hmm. thinks that we could do a, a race of a 10 by 10 K and the winner has the lowest combined time. If you are hurt, you get one hour instead. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it, like, how do you account like in cross country racing, they do a lowest score wins. Like, so if you come in first, that's a one. If you come in like 30th, that's 30 and your lowest team score wins of your like top six. But I'm like, what well, if people don't show up for that race, then what do we give them a, like a 100, you know, a penalty. But I think that instead you should just get like, it should be like Mario Kart where first place gets 10, second place gets like six or eight points, third all through like sixth, and then you add up and highest score wins at the end. So I feel like that's how it goes. And if you get hurt, then you get a zero or a DNF, that's a zero, you know? So uh, I think, I think that I think that there's ways to do this the series. Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, some of them could be uh, like on cross country courses. Some of them could be on flat fast. Some of it could be on a track. You know, I just think there's different ways to do it to make it really interesting. I think even if it'd be like, what are we just going to do? Have these like a, a traveling circus of 10 Ks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want to see. So I don't know. Mm. Martha wants to know about those rab rabbit tights. Do I have only the winter version or the regular ones as well? I have regular ones that are half tights, which they're not on the website right now. So because I, I think they're sold out. So I have the half tights that are just regular like half tights. And then I have the fleece uh, full length tight. So that's what I have. All right, Chris Dyke is back, back in from the jog, so now he can type, and he says, how about something about point system for runners, have a circuit of events in the top points runner end of season, face off for a final, oh, face off for a final event, I like that. I mean, the, the, this already exists in um, the, uh, there's like a world, I, I don't know if it's the Abbott, I think Abbott does it, and so like you take points for over like a two-year period, and then there's just extra prize money for the winner of that, and I feel like, and I think, Elliot Kipchoge has won it like multiple times in a row, which makes sense. Um, but I think that like, if there are a way to do that, I think that the, the way that I would love to see this implemented is on something that's on a, a little bit of a less grand scale than the world majors. Cause people are already paying attention to the world majors, you know, like something that I would love to see. I mean, you know, I've been 
kind of like thinking about this idea for a long time, but it'd really be up to just the race organizers to see if it's in their best interest to do it. But if there was like a U.S. majors or like a European majors, you know, I mean, you probably have to call it something other than majors. But um, like in the U.S., I would love to see like L.A. Marathon, Houston, CIM, Grandma's and like one other Indianapolis. I think that would be really good. Probably also need one on the East Coast. Um, you know, Boston and New York are out because they already have a world major. But um, I don't know. I could be convinced like maybe Marine Corps would be a good one because a lot of people do that one. That one's usually pretty big. Uh, or maybe Philadelphia to get something else on the East Coast. And then like have a series, of, a score on on the top six, on those top six like marathons, you know. So... Yeah. Adam says like track has the diamond league and the meets are once or twice a week, almost all in Europe points towards season finals, big bonus. If you go undefeated, I watched a lot of diamond league, uh, in the year, I think like 2019 and then 2020, it was on NBC sports a lot. So I wouldn't watch them live, but I get the replays. Um, and I, I, I enjoy diamond league and I wish that there was diamond league here in the U S. Um, I think there was a diamond league meet in the u.s but it wasn't anywhere near me i'm trying to think when that was but yeah um yeah uh, Innes says about like the naming of marathons the longer the race the better the name 5k 10k half marathon those are all not great names and then marathon there you go and then getting there and an ultra marathon you can't get better than that yeah. You know what I think is like, it's interesting. I think that in the ultra marathon space, people are struggling to find a way to like distinguish between like, you know, kind of ultra marathons, like the 50 K and the 50 mile. And then like the 100 mile, 200 mile, 250 and up, you know? Um, yeah. So I think there's always you know, already a, a difficult time distinguishing between like ultra races and trail ultra and then trail races that are not ultras, you know? So, but like, you know, I don't think that, that that's hugely important in terms of the distinction. Cause like, I think still those groups are pretty small, but it may help some people to get into more trail races if they didn't think that they were all like 20 hour ordeals, you know? So, yeah. Adam says, but Kaylee turns 40 in June. Yeah. So I guess I'll still be 39 when he lines up for Boston this year. Oh. Oh, and Adam says pre the pre-invitational is part of the Diamond League. Oh, okay. So it was in Eugene. That's why I didn't think that I could go. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do like watching Diamond League. I think the hard thing, and then in, on Trexta, the podcast that I listened to today, they they complained about it too, is that Diamond League doesn't do a great job of kind of like the backstory. Like when you watch like the Olympics, you know, there's like the backstory on all the local athletes. So that like before the race, you kind of know who to cheer for and have like a sentimental reason to cheer for them. And they were saying like the Diamond League doesn't do anything like that, which I'm like, oh yeah, it kind of is just the races. So, but I mean, like I don't need that for every single uh race in an event um i do appreciate having it for the olympics for like because there's some sports where i'm just like i don't really watch gymnastics i don't usually watch fencing so some context would be nice you know so there's something like that mm. yeah sean marshall says like this is official call for hbo documentary of a shoe company running teams in a marathon block in flagstaff yeah i mean I think that there's room for that. And I think that's where like where like traditional media like HBO or Netflix, uh, people have said like, we need like the Netflix style documentary that they did for F1, but we need it for track. People have been talking about that. And I'm like, people are thinking too small. We need to scale up. You know, people are thinking like, we want to be Blackberry and be control of our app ecosystem and we'll make all the apps. When people need to think more like Apple and just make a really big app ecosystem and let it explode. And let everyone else do it. And so like, I think we're starting to get there in terms of like more teams are allowing more kind of like YouTubers and other videographers just come and film a regular day. You know, it doesn't have to be like 
complete hammering, like this is my last big workout before a race, just letting us just get more looks um, into what, you know, their teams are doing. And I think that generates a lot of interest and that in and of itself more organically and less kind of like in a less cheesy way, frankly, than like the 90 second, like, you know, um, hero story that they tend to put on like before the Olympics, as much as I like those, sometimes I'm like, I, you know, when I actually know who the athletes are, it's much more meaningful. So, um, yeah. So I'm like, it makes me think like, well, maybe I should make more of an effort to try and do that kind of, um, spotlighting. I feel like sweat elite doing a great job. There's a lot of other, um, groups that are doing really good jobs too. Like I like what Tin Man is doing. Um, you know, I like what NAZ Elite is doing. You know, the Boss Hard group also has videos and stuff. So I think that's that's coming. Um, you know, but of course I I I want more. I'd like to see more of all that. You know. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cody Davis says you know, I watch curling because it's a sport that reminds me of dad's just hanging out. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, he used to live here in Chicago with us. And then uh, he, he moved up with his wife up to Minneapolis. Uh, that's where uh, he's from. Uh, and he has a lot of buddies up there. And together they're on a curling team. And I'm like, is your curling league basically exactly like what I think it is? And he's like, yeah, it is. It's awesome. And I'm like, that's so cool. Um, and I'm like, I wish kind of wish I was in a curling league as well. He's like, well, come up to Minneapolis. There's a bunch of them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. They also do meat raffles, which I think is amazing. Um, he's a big fan of the meat raffle. I don't eat meat anymore, but I would like to participate in one, I guess. Um, so, yeah, curling is a fun sport. I don't I mean, other than the Olympics, though, do you do you watch it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> all right i think that's gonna be a good place to leave it for today guys we are at 57 concurrent viewers now so we're over my prediction and we're at 52 minutes so we went over on both counts so whoever took the over you win no prizes or anything like that and you just get the w for the day all right um well that was a well-placed bet all right tomorrow tomorrow i don't know what the video is going to be like tomorrow we'll see if we get one in um, and then, oh, Monday is a holiday in the United States. Uh, so I, my kids will be at home. So we probably won't, will not have a live stream Monday. We'll do another live. The next live stream will be Tuesday. So I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Hope you guys have a really great weekend of running out there. And until I see you again, be safe out there. Thanks.